0: Welcome to the Empowered Author Podcast.
1: Discussion, tips, insights, and advice from those who've been there, done that. Helping you write, publish, and market your nonfiction book.
0: Being an author is something that you've got to take seriously.
1: I'm proud. I've written a book. What does the reader need first? What does the reader need second? What
0: happens if you start writing your book before you identify your why? What's the problem with that?
1: If you're an indie author, you take the risk, you reap the rewards. You are in charge of the decisions. You're the head of that business. Know that every emotion you're feeling when you're writing is felt by every other writer
0: the Empowered Author Podcast. Your podcast hosts are Bonnie and John Wagner-Stafford of Ingenium Books. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. This is John and Bonnie Wagner-Stafford from Ingenium Books once again on our, what I like to think of as an author learning series. And uh, today, uh, something interesting and special, we're going to be talking about uh, book structure and What happens when you sit down and you want to start writing, and you have all these ideas in your head, and you just don't know where to go, you don't know what to do next, you don't know if this idea you should work on first or second or third. And uh, it's really difficult to either get started or see your way through all the trees in the forest and, and kind of get a 36 thousand foot view of what you're trying to do and I think Bonnie's got some great ideas and solutions for you on and tricks about thinking about it in the right way to get you moving forward
1: exactly and it's one of the big blocks um, for many of the nonfiction authors that we work with is they've got the book idea they've got all the ideas and the topics and they just don't see what the finished product is going to look like and sometimes that's a big reason for writer's block but before we get into all that um i wanted to just give a little bit of an update or uh, throw out to uh to you <clears throat> if you haven't seen our post we're looking for some feedback because we're starting a podcast and we are uh testing the waters for what people think in terms of titles. So the podcast is, we we work with nonfiction exclusively, nonfiction books. And so we're going to talk about in the podcast, everything from planning, um, writing, publishing, marketing, and leveraging your nonfiction. And so we have a post on Facebook and another one on Twitter. And the ideas that we have out there uh, for titles now are the empowered author, number one, writing nonfiction, number two, everything nonfiction, number three, and then we had an offline suggestion from uh, from uh, a, a valued friend and colleague who said, what about a combination of one and three? So empowered nonfiction. So we you don't have to stick with the options that we've presented. If you have another idea, that's fine. And I thought something that's interesting. So we've put this request for feedback on a title for a podcast out to, to our Facebook and Twitter audiences and the responses. It's interesting. Mm. So, you know, so far the comments on the Facebook post are in favor of number three, everything nonfiction. And on the Twitter post, it's the opposite. It's the empowered author that's getting the most uh, votes. Anyway, so if you have a thought uh, about what would resonate most with you.
0: Put it in the chat. Yeah,
1: sure. Put it in the chat
0: share it with or us find the
1: post and comment yeah. on the post but anyway so i just wanted to throw that out there
0: Yeah. so, so getting back to hmm. structure and and trying to find your way or make your way through all of these super ideas that you have and where do they go and what do you start with first um you know it's all about getting to the not necessarily the right frame of mind but thinking about it in the right way and uh, maybe a place to start is with what type of structure you're going to be applying is that is that a good starting point?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that, and it's not about uh, uh, worrying that you have an academician's grasp of all the potential types of mm-hmm. uh, literary structures for nonfiction. It's it's not about that at all. It's just about at least having a basic understanding of what some of the options are, and we have a great blog post uh, on this. But essentially, for nonfiction. Um, You know, story arc is still important, but I don't want you to really, my recommendation, especially for first-time nonfiction authors, is not to worry too much about what that story arc is at the moment. It'll start to reveal itself as you work with your structure. But so the most common type of structure is a three-part structure. uh, And that's really what we'll be talking Mm -hmm. through mostly today. And um, within the three-part structure structure, uh, concept are some different options um you can have a circular structure where you for example if it's a timeline that you're talking about the circular structure would be starting with now going backwards covering the middle and then ending with now so you start and end in the same place my fingers going backwards <laughs> where, where, I, where right I was thinking mm-hmm. and and uh another really common and and fairly easy thing depending on what kind of a book you're writing uh, is just a simple chronological. So you know, first, second, and third, mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end, and a three-part structure is always beginning, middle, and end. But you can think about the beginning, middle, and end in these in these different ways, and then um, there. So you can manipulate time also with a three-part uh, structure. And that gets a little more complicated and and you know there's one author that we're working with right now where there is a pivotal event mm-hmm. pivotal event and there's some history uh, that you need to understand the pivotal event and then there's the fallout of the pivotal event so we're still using the three-part structure but within each of the three Within each of the three parts, my I think my hands going back backward. There we are. Within each of the three parts are three parts. There's the event. There's the past, and there's the fallout. And then part two is moving forward with the event, moving forward with the past, moving forward with the fallout. So, it's it's weaving some uh, some narratives through. But it's helping, if you think about the reader journey, it's really helping to walk them through everything they need to know in order to have the experience that we're trying to create.
0: So, three part structure beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that in uh, we were also talking about the what, the why, and the how at some point in time, is that related at all? Or?
1: Yeah, great, great question. And so that's another way to think about the three-part structure. You can think about, okay, so uh, my part, part one is going to be explaining the what, whatever it is. What are we talking about? Are we talking about building a house? Okay, part one is going to be talking about building a house. Uh, part two is the why. Why are you going to build a house? So you explore in part two, all of the, you know, every chapter will be something related to the why of building the house. And part three would be how you build a house, how yeah. you start, um, those sorts of things. So what, why, and how <clears throat> is uh, is another option. And, you know, there's also different theories about should you start with why first? Mm -hmm. Simon Sinek, of course, would say, yeah, you start with why. You always start with why. We always start with why. Mm -hmm. So it could be why, what, how. But sometimes you need to have the what first in order to understand the why. So it depends on what you're talking about. And then the type of book that you're writing is also going to um, inform a little bit about what type of structure. Some, you know, if you're writing a business book, or, you know, for that matter, taking that building a house example, it's, you know, it's fairly clear what the reader needs to know first and what they need to know second mm-hmm. and what they need to know third. When you get into narrative nonfiction and memoir and, and, and some other types of, uh, of nonfiction books, you have more flexibility and um, it, there's, there's more to think about and there's, there are more options. Let's pause for a moment for a message from our sponsor.
0: E. M. Tippett's Book Design specializes in quality, upmarket formatting. Meaning, we convert your Word document into an ebook, paperback, or hardcover. Your book will be functional, and it will look as good as or better than any book from a major publisher. Check out our portfolio at emtippetsbookdesigns.com. That's e m t i double p e double t s -S 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 bookdesigns.com. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, so talking about, here we are thinking about the structure and understanding that it need, there needs to be a structure. Where do we start? Where, where do we start with our thinking about all this? So that's we've, just, a, we've decided what, what structure we kind of want to use. Now we're yeah. going to go from there.
1: So now, and, and this is, what we see happening is um, is authors getting stuck. M- maybe they haven't landed on what, structure is going to be um but they have this color the, the the jumble of all the potential ideas and topics and and you know do I start mm-hmm. writing that one first and if I start writing that one first is that coming first in the order and and so it helps to have a clearer picture so there are a couple of things um and a couple of uh exercises if you like that uh one is at the very beginning, because you will have of course already identified who your reader is, (laughs) right? (laughs) I know who I'm writing the book for, I know who is benefiting from the book, I know where they are at uh, already and therefore I know what they need to know. So you think about your reader and you think about the story that you're telling in the book that you're writing, what is the first thing they need to know? So if you have that as a starting point, that is very helpful. And the second exercise, and you can swap the order of these. You don't have to do one first and then the other, but I do think these are useful exercises for anyone at the beginning of the, um, of, of the book writing, nonfiction book writing journey. The second thing is you have a list. And if you don't have a list already, I encourage you to make a list. Make a list of every topic that you think you want to cover. Um, so it doesn't matter what order it's in it's like a brain dump don't worry about what's coming first second and third doesn't have to be logical just get Get them all out there Mm -hmm. yeah and and whether it's paper or you know word or your ipad or whatever it doesn't matter what tool you use it's to make sure you have a list then put that list away for a day at least a day and when you come back to it You're not coming back to it necessarily to add to the list, although there's no rule. If you think of something else, of course you add it. But now you want to think about categorizing. Mm. What are the ways that you can categorize or bucket the ideas and the topics that you've now got listed? Um, And it could be, you know, again, for an example, um, it could be mindset types of things. It could be action steps, it could be um, environmental, like understanding the way things are Mm -hmm. uh, in order to then juxtapose how to be different with the way things are. So, um, So thinking about those kinds of things and it is this very exercise with the example I was using a moment ago where we have an event and a need to understand the past and a neat and then a discussion of what the fallout is from the event this is the exercise we went through in order to come up with oh here is how we can kind of use a circular structure within the three part not necessarily circular but weaving Mm -hmm. narratives Mm -hmm. um so so that is the kind of uh result that you're looking for when you start to bucket the ideas and the topics and then once you are quite satisfied with your bucket uh your bucketing the three buckets or maybe you have a a fourth bucket often what happens if you 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 go okay i've got my three buckets and i've got these other topics out here that don't seem to fit anywhere so you don't throw those away yet you just leave them on the side because as you write of course things may shift yeah so um then you have your buckets and now you can take a look at the three buckets with the subtopics and start to put a label. Maybe you've already got a label on each bucket. And this, is, this has nothing to do with titles. This has nothing to do with what the final chapter titles or section titles are going to be. These are simply notions. Um,
0: categories. Categories, using, yeah.
1: concepts, whatever, whatever they are. Um, and now you take a look at them and you ask yourself um, a question. Is there a logical order that my reader needs to have this information in? Mm -hmm. Maybe the thing that you had in the middle bucket, you decide that needs to wait till the end. They need to understand these first two buckets first before the end. Or it might be, oh, my bucket number three, that's actually foundational. My reader is going to need to know that. So it starts to reveal the order um, that you can think about the, the, the book in. And once you're playing with these notions, I think some clarity, my anticipation is in our experience in working with, with authors is that this is, um, this is the place where some clarity starts to come and which is a wonderful liberating moment because you start to see that, oh, there is actually a manuscript and a book here. Mm-hmm. Before that, it's just a big mess of ideas, and I've actually heard this. I can't tell you how many times I've actually heard this from authors like, "Oh, oh I yeah, okay, I see it. I, I, am, I am writing a book. I do have a book in me. Um, I do understand what I'm doing." Yeah.
0: I just wanted to jump in a second. So I've, I've now got my, my list. I've created five or six buckets, and any one of those buckets, as you were saying, you, will, you need to identify where they fall in. Uh, uh, the reader needing to know them in terms of a timeline. Do I need to know this first, Mm -hmm. second, third? So any one of those buckets then gets put into the area of the event, the history and, or the...
1: Yeah, although it may not be event or history or past, or it it may not, it may, the subject may not lend itself to those particular categories, but, um, and it depends on the book you're writing. those being the the parts
0: of the, those being the parts of the structure of the book. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, so, but, but good point about the five or six buckets. So three part structure is the most common, often the easiest to yeah, work I, with. I, I'm <laughs> learning
0: along with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that
1: we, we are working with, um, and we have worked with a number of nonfiction authors where it's more of a how to, and there are more than three, steps Mm -hmm. and so it could be that each of the sections that you're structuring the book you need more sections um and in this case so uh don't try to limit yourself to only three sections if you know that the process that you're teaching or that you're writing the book to explain to the reader has five steps if it has four steps or six steps and this is You know, there's no absolute right or wrong, but in general, uh, odd numbers are better. They're easier to follow. They're easier to market. They're easier. So if you have, oh, it's just two steps. You just, you know, one, you fill your bucket full of tie dye and two, you put your T-shirt in it. Yeah. I would encourage you to try to add a third step in there, which is first you need to, twist your t-shirt so that you actually end up with a Mm. tie-dye model once you stick it in the bucket of dye. But so search for an odd number of steps if you can. Don't limit yourself to three parts in terms of this three-part structure if what you're talking about doesn't easily fit into three buckets. So,
0: um,
1: Mm. you know, Henrik's book, Achieving Change, for example, his is five, There's, it's a five step process. We still have actually, if you think about it, it's still a three part book and part two is the five steps. So the first part is everything you need to understand before you can dig into the five steps of developing an online course that Mm -hmm. will change people's behavior on the job. So section number two has five steps in it. Section number three is a bunch of case studies. So that's another way to think about it for a business book is what do you need to understand first, how you do it, case studies. Yeah another, another option, three part structure. And, uh, and then, you know, another, another book we're working, uh, with an author on, um, there's, there are literally five sections that we, we need to have five sections and, uh, that's the way that it's going to work the best for that author. So three part most common, pretty easy to work with. It's not the only way. Um, But essentially, and then once you have your buckets and you're kind of happy with the order, there's another thing to understand.
0: (laughs) This is...
1: (laughs) And that is, you're not stuck with it. Yeah. You wanna use it to your advantage. It most likely will help you get started writing. If it doesn't, you might need to do some more work. If it doesn't and you're still feeling blocked, there are a couple of things to think about. Are you letting the size of the project overwhelm you? In which case, make yourself think about pieces. Don't think about the whole thing. Or are you the type of person who gets lost in the pieces? Mm-hmm. In which case, come back out, think about the whole thing and kind of let it flow. Um, do you? Are you the type of person that needs to write in order? Do you need to know that you're writing the first chapter and then the second chapter and then the third chapter? Try it for a little bit. Um, but often that's not the way our brains work. I know mine doesn't, I I am. I get inspired, and I use that term loosely, but I get inspired to um, write about something that's you know maybe right in the middle and I haven't written the thing that's coming directly before it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about getting it done, not being perfect. And then if you need to change it as you flush it out, you change it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I know that when we have, when on, on our daily trek of running our business, uh, we often or I often have this long list of to-dos to get done during the day and whatnot. And I typically kind of make my way through all that by choosing a couple to yeah. work on and focus the, the others are still there and they're still in front of me, but I kind of put a few aside just to focus on those. And maybe that's similar in terms of what you, you know, if, if, if you're having trouble, what to work on, just choose a couple of them, three or four or two or three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the other, the other thing about this is um, writing a book, even if it's a short book, it is a, Huge endeavor. It's a huge endeavor in terms of your mindset. I can I can do this. I see myself as an author. It's a huge endeavor in terms of you know twenty thousand words is twenty thousand words. If you think about the average blog post, the average blog post is between three and five hundred words. Many mm-hmm. of them are longer, but uh, so it, it's it's even a short book twenty thousand words, and and many are forty and fifty and sixty and eighty and hundred thousand words. Um, it's a it's a big undertaking and it is a lot of um, information and content that unless you're used to working with large editorial projects, it can be very overwhelming and get in your way very quickly. And so this upfront work of thinking about the structure, thinking about how you're going to organize your topics um, is a really important step. And it doesn't mean that if you're just gonna sit down, I'm just gonna sit down and write and I have no idea what the end result is gonna be and I have no idea what order it's gonna be, I'm just gonna get myself a first draft, fine. If that's what works for you, fine. But I guarantee you, if you work that way, you're gonna end up with a manuscript and then you're gonna go, oh, now I need to think about the structure. Yeah. And that's okay. You will still need to think about the structure. This way though, um, you have a little bit of a map.
0: Yeah, and it's a, it's a big map and it's a moving map. Uh, you know, the thing I was just thinking about is, it it's a big task. It's sometimes daunting for for many people, and, that, yeah. and that's you know, some people or most of our authors, they come and you know, we work with them to work through all these problems. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I know that if you think about why you're writing your book, if you think about how you're going to change the world, that might allow you to take a step back and get you invigorated and focused on some of the smaller parts as well as thinking about, gee whiz, I'm writing this book to change someone's life and it becomes a little more important and maybe easier to be determined to work your way through it as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, I'm not sure that is, did we leave anything out? I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, and, uh,
0: it's an important step.
1: It's an important it step. It
0: needs to be done. It, it it always needs to be done because you're not going to get through the book if you don't get that structure right.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I guess the last thing that I will say is that it often helps to have somebody else go through a a brainstorm process with you. And it's not necessarily it doesn't have to. When I say brainstorm, I don't mean somebody to help you think of topics to throw at the wall like this piece of spaghetti but a brainstorm in terms of, okay, here are, here are all the topics. How do you see the, um, the, the bucketing, if you Mm -hmm. like, or the grouping of them? So, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be an author coach, but it should be somebody who has some familiarity with, um,
0: writing and reading,
1: writing and reading and ideas and, or or top, you know, I guess it can be whoever you want, but it can be helpful to bring somebody into the tent with you. Um, yeah. Depending on, you know, how your your thought processes work. So I think that's Yeah. All we have for today and then so we want to encourage you if you're listening on replay uh, on the replay or at any point um, after this if you have a question about structure or uh, or anything related to anything that we have said we're happy you can enter comments in the in the uh, comments field whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be monitoring and yeah. we'll be endeavoring to get back
0: or even from the website they can go to the website and enter comments yeah exactly
1: exactly and ingeniumbooks.com um i-n-g-e-n-i-u-m-b-o-o-k-s.com and thanks very much for sharing our space uh sharing this space with us and we hope that you found this helpful
0: yeah take care everyone
1: If you enjoyed this episode of the Empowered Author podcast, please feel free to share it on social media. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the Empowered Author on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you access your podcasts. That's helpful for us, but more importantly, it's helpful for other indie authors who are looking for resources to help them on their continuous learning journey. Thanks for listening.